Hi, this is Mrs B with a new episode for Year 12s. This episode of our podcast reviews our recent assessment on the aggregate expenditure model and business cycle and picks out the hints and tips and key learnings from our latest assignment. I've been through all our answers and had a look to see what we did well and areas we need to work on. And these are my key tips for getting better at the AE model. Remember that the AE model is a model that allows us to understand what's happening in the economy and how injections and leakages will change the economic situation. The big thing about AE is to understand its components, which are consumption, planned investment, government spending and net exports. You need to understand what affects each component. So, for example, quite a few people got a question wrong about what is included within planned investment. Remember, this is investment by firms rather than households. So it includes capital goods, buildings, new housing or dwellings, as they're sometimes called, and changes in business inventories. Inventories are stock. Now, remember, they have a value and this is why they're included in our AE figure because they actually have a value to the business that has holded them. And we'll come back to that a little later when we look at how uh, they go up and down to get back to equilibrium. An important part of the the AE model is the consumption function. Remember, consumption makes up 55% of of total AE, so it's the most significant factor in the model. We take consumption differently and we look at it as a function on its own and we look at what would cause it to shift upwards or to pivot from its existing position. Any non-income factors will cause the consumption function to shift up or shift down. So this will include a change in autonomous consumption as well as discretionary. The gradient, remember, is our MPC, the marginal propensity to consume. So as the marginal propensity to consume increases, this means that this consumption function will become steeper. But it's, it's um, where it intersects with the axes, A, or autonomous consumption, will not change and hence the consumption function will pivot. Remember, with a linear consumption function, the MPC will can, can remain constant across the whole consumption function. Now, with the consumption function, we know that the um, formula for it is consumption is equal to A, autonomous consumption, plus BY, with B being the MPC. So if we want to calculate that MPC, we're actually going to do that, that B, by the change in consumption over change in income. Now, we know with every extra dollar that we earn, we can either spend it or we can save it. So uh, if we, the higher the MPC the greater the impact of any extra income that's earned on the economy. So the MPC plus the MPS must be equal to 1. The greater the MPS value, the less impact any injection into the economy will have. So we take the MPC or the MPS and we use that to calculate the multiplier. Now remember the multiplier is a really important concept in the AE model because it allows us to predict what an injection or leakage is really worth to the economy. So we call the multiplier one man's spending is another man's income. And remember it can work negatively and positively. So the spending or investment multiplier, we calculate as K, 
because Keynes invented it. So it's equal to 1 over 1 minus MPC or 1 over MPS. So the greater the value of MPC, the greater the value of the multiplier. So when you get questions in multiple choice, which you will for sure in your waste, you need to look at the clues in the question. Does it tell you about what the income, what the consumption is? Does it tell you something that allows you to calculate the MPC or the MPS? Because if you want to work out what the impact of the, the spending is going to be, then you need the MPC or the MPS so that you can calculate the, the multiplier. And once you've got the multiplier, you're going to multiply that by the initial injection or leakage, and that then gives you the overall impact. Now, don't forget that there's also a tax multiplier. Now, this doesn't come up very often uh, in, in assessments or exams, but it is on the syllabus and you do need to know what it is. It allows us to understand the impact on GDP of a tax cut or a tax rise. Now, at the moment, which is quite, is quite pertinent for your exam, the examiners are writing it as we speak, there are likely to be cut, tax cuts brought forward by the federal government to combat the negativity around the economy at the moment. So if we wanted to predict the impact of that, we'd have to calculate the tax multiplier. And the way we do that is the MPC divided by 1 minus the MPC. So having uh, looked at the consumption function and the multiplier, I'm going to talk now about the AE model as a whole. So we've got a 45 degree line in there, which is basically where our output is equal to spending. So everything that we produce, we're actually buying. And the AE line comes across and intersects across it. Where that intersect takes place is called the macroeconomic equilibrium. At that point, everything we produce, we buy. There's no surplus, no shortage. So that's our best position. Now, were a component of AE to rise, get bigger, the AE line will shift upwards and the new equilibrium will be at a higher level of GDP. So similarly, if any component of AE falls, the AE line will then shift downwards and the new equilibrium will be at a lower level of GDP. Now, we can be at disequilibrium in our AE model so if we are to the left of the equilibrium, we're at a position where spending is greater than our output. So there's a natural self-correcting mechanism in the economy. This would mean that spending was greater than output. So the inventories or stock levels in firms would start to fall because the production isn't keeping up with the demand. That sends a signal to the firms to produce more. So in order to do that, they will take on labour, unemployment will fall, output increases, and we move along the AE line to our equilibrium, which will be at a higher level of GDP. If we're to the right of the equilibrium, that means that our output, our 45 degree line, is above our AE line. So that means we're actually producing too much. And in this instance, the inventory levels in firms will rise. There isn't enough demand in the economy. We're producing too much. This sends a signal to the firms to reduce their output. 
So in order to do so, they'll lay off workers. Unemployment will rise and we will then move back to an output that meets is the same level as our demand and we'll go back to an equilibrium level. What Keynes says is if we need to improve the economy because we're not actually spending enough, the way to do that is through consumption. And the way we do that is by injecting money into the economy to create jobs, which through the multiplier effect will increase consumption in the economy and increase AE and move the AE to a higher level of GDP expenditure. And now for the final part of this review of our assessment, which was our final question, which asked you to show where the uh, Australian economy is on the business cycle using the AE model. Now, those of you in uh, will now know that with the best model for this is the ADAS. However, there is a op- chance that you may have to use the AE model. Now, we know we're in a downswing. You could argue possibly a trough. We expect you to know the trends in our data. So at the moment, our growth is well below the target, 3.5. And the prediction at the moment is 1.8. But the growth figures are out this week and may show uh, some very poor wheat growth or even a negative quarter. Unemployment is rising to about 5.3, with underemployment becoming increasingly a problem at 8.6%. And our inflation is around 1.8, well below target. Confidence is falling and interest rates today have been slashed again to 0.5%, the lowest in our history. So there really is concern about the world economy and its impact on Australia. And of course, with the slowdown in China and the coronavirus impacting over there, that's now starting to impact into the Australian economy. So you must keep up to date on what's happening in the economy because the question asked you not only what the trends were and where we are in the business cycle, it asked you for two possible factors that have caused the issues. Now, this requires you to understand what's happening in the economy, not just to regurgitate the textbook. So you need to keep on top of the news. The coronavirus, the bushfires, the slowdown in China, the trade war between the US and China and its impact on us. So make sure that you're following the news and you're up to date. I hope that reviews helps you. I strongly suggest you um, go back over your notes, try some more practice questions on AE, particularly the calculation questions in multiple choice, because that was an area that we need to think about in our class. And if you have any questions, come and see me. Hello, this is Mrs B with the next episode of Economic Central Podcasts and this time I'm going to be making sure Year 11 are ready for our test on elasticity.